Our discussion of Doctor Who Flux will be presented in two parts, with this part coming out a little bit early, and part two will come out on our regular release date. You're listening to Fusion Patrol, a listener-supported podcast. Each week, we take a single episode of a science fiction TV series or movie and overanalyze it to within an inch of its life. Welcome to the discussion. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fusion Patrol. I'm Eugene. And I'm Simon. And tonight we're looking at Doctor Who Flux. The whole thing, the 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 one six part story that we've all we've been doing little little reaction radios to these uh, along the way, and uh, tonight we're gonna tackle that one whole single story, starting with a trademark Fusion Patrol snarknopsis, which is a synopsis only snarky. Chapter one. A long-imprisoned villain called Swarm escapes imprisonment. A woman living an ordinary life on Earth is actually, unbeknownst to herself, Azure, Swarm's sister. How did that happen? Don't waste your time asking silly questions. There are more pressing concerns. The Flux, a universe-ending MacGuffin, is ending the universe. Also, dog people known as the Lupari are going to save the inhabitants of Earth one person at a time. Starting with Dan. Carvanista, the dog who tried to kill the doctor in a pre-credit sequence, rescuing his human Dan, and he just happens to get there first because of a, a time thingy. Don't worry about that. It's it's not relevant later. The Lupari have built over 7 billion flux-proof spacecraft, which the doctor reconfigures into a shield to save the Earth. Not so lucky for the TARDIS, though, that crashes headlong into the flux. And we're introduced to Vendor, Di, Joseph Williamson, and Claire. I'm, I'm sure they'll be important later. Chapter 2. Damage the TARDIS lands in the 19th century Crimean War. Except it isn't about the Russians anymore. It's the Suntarans, and no one seems to notice. Mary Seacole is there, just generally being better than the British. Dan and Yaz get zapped elsewhere. Dan back to modern-day Liverpool, where he single-handedly, with some phoned-in help from the Doctor, and the timely arrival of Carvanista, saves the Earth from the Suntarans. Yaz goes to the Temple of Atropos on the planet Time, where she meets Vinder one of the good guys, and Swarm and Azure, the bad guys. Back in the Crimea, the Suntarans are really rubbish, and the Doctor sends them packing. Chapter 3. The Doctor rescues Yaz and Vinder from Swarm and Azure by throwing them into their timelines. For giggles, she chucks Dan in there, too. They have a bunch of flashbacks. Chapter 4. The Weeping Angels have captured the TARDIS and take it to an English village in 1967. There, the Doctor meets Claire. She's from 2021, but is sent been sent back to 1967 by the angels it's all a trap the division are hunting the angel because it has escaped and contains all the doctor's missing memories the fugitive angel lured the doctor there to help it the plan fails and the angel turns the doctor over to the division angels yes dan and professor jericho are flung back to 1901 chapter five the doctor meets Tech Dayun, her supposed adopted mother, and they exposit each other in the gap between universes. The division sent the flux to destroy the universe because the doctor? 
don't get hung up on that concept. It comes to nothing. The Swarm and Azure arrive and kill Tecteun. Yaz, Dan, and Jericho travel all over the world for very little reason. Unit gets a retcon as we learn the history of Unit has been infiltrated by an alien life form known as the Grand Serpent since long before Colonel Lethbridge Stewart even formed the damn thing. Chapter six, everybody loves a multi-doctor story. And in this episode, we've got three, 13, 13, and 13, split into three parts, each expositing like mad. The Centaurans are back with the aid of the Grand Serpent, and they've got a plan to rid the universe of the Daleks and the Cybermen, a plan which they succeed in executing. One of the doctors manages to get the flux swallowed by another convenient MacGuffin, which, unbeknownst to Swarm and Azur, has thwarted their plan to release time. When they go visit time, thinking they've triumphed, they have failed and time kills them, but doesn't kill the doctor. Just says, your time's running out, and the story is over. After all the trouble the doctor went to retrieve her missing memories, she gets rid of them. She's just about to kiss Yaz, too, but goofy old Dan cockblocks that. Nothing will be the same, though. Most of the universe has been completely destroyed. Countless trillions of life forms have been wiped out of existence. The Centaurans, the Cybermen, and the Daleks no longer exist. Next time, the Doctor battles Daleks. Okay, maybe things will be the same. The end. All right. Uh, two things I want to say before I ask you what you thought of the flux. Uh, the first is that, you know, as listeners will know, we've been doing these compressed fusion reactions uh, on the on the promise that the flux was one six part story and uh, like like the good old days. And we didn't want to wait for six weeks to, to hit it out with some podcast feedback. But at the same time, we wanted to do this the proper episode after we watched it. Probably should have watched them all again. But to quote. Uh, I, th- I believe I'm quoting or misquoting uh, Daniel Craig. Uh, I, you know, I'd, I'd rather eat broken glass than watch it again. So I didn't. And I, I don't believe you, Simon, had time to watch the whole thing. It's a I time thing. I to watch the whole thing, yeah. Okay. And this is a pretty hard ask to call a single story or to condense into... Things so we're, we're a little. Uh, I'm, my notes are really bizarre and we're really off. So I'm, I'm not sure how this episode's going to go. That's my warning. The other thing I want to quote, I want to quote something because we have referred to it many, many times in the past on Fusion Patrol, and I I want to make sure that we're all on the same page with regards to this. And I and I want to use this exact quote from Wikipedia because I think it really does cover both sides of this story. It's one paragraph long, although frankly, it should be two paragraphs, but hey, what do you get for free writing online? And it is this. Chekhov's gun, or Chekhov's rifle, is a dramatic principle that states that every element in a story must be necessary, and irrelevant elements should be removed. Elements should not appear to make false promises by never coming into play. The statement is recorded in letters by Anton Chekhov several times, with some variation. It was advice for young playwrights. It is derived from the idea that if a gun is placed in a scene, it must at some point be used, as in his own play, The Seagull. 
Ernest Hemingway mocked the principle in his essay, The Art of the Short Story, giving the example of two characters that are introduced and then never mentioned again in his short story, 50 Grand. Hemingway valued inconsequential details, but conceded that readers will inevitably seek symbolism and significant in these inconsequential details. Other writers have noted that too much emphasis on the principle can make a story predictable and leave it colorless, end quote. And I think that may come into play in our discussion of this episode, but, or this story, or this whatever you want to call it, this flux. Simon, what do you think? Well, I want to know what you want to call it, because we did discuss whether this was one six part, whether this would... It was promised to be one six-part story, and we decided we would wait and review it at the end on the basis that that was what was promised. And I think you expressed some scepticism about it being one six-part story. And I think even after the second part, you were saying, well, yeah, this is the key to time just mashed up a bit. Where are you on that now? Is it a six-part story or not? It's Trial of the Time Lord. It's sort of one story. I'd say it's a little more one story than an average series arc in modern who, but I don't know what it is. It, it, it's, I mean, you know, trial of the time, unlike the key to time is six separate stories. You, you can, you can argue that because they've got the through line of the finding the key that it's one story, but that's the same as saying that the adventures of David Banner on the incredible Hulk is just one story because he's always going from place to place looking for a cure. Or that the X-Files is one story, because Mulder is always searching for the truth. And occasionally, there's bits of the mythos that come in. But Trial of the Time Lord, which was a, an unholy mess, is three distinct stories and a fourth that overarches them. And it is actually, because it ends in two parts, that is the ending of the trial of the time lord ah it's closer to this than than anything we've seen and that's about the best i can say but this is a this is just an unholy mashup and i would say what this is is 12 episodes of doctor who that were meant to have a bit of an arc that got slashed like nobody's business and instead of going let's cut out 50 percent of it they said let's cut out 50 percent or 50 percent of the stories they said let's cut out 50 percent of each of the stories and slide them all together. That's what it feels like to me. I mean, do you you think this was one story? I don't think that it's that easy to categorize it. So, I mean, I'm just watching as it happens, Trial of a Time Lord at the moment, and it is a mess. And that is, there are, you know, reasons for that. And part of it is because I think you can see where there are retroactively applied arc elements that don't always kind of mesh up with the, if you like, the, the 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 episode's main story. I'm not. I can see why. I can see why you think that might be the origins of this. I'm not convinced. Um, I w- I'm going to look forward to to. I, it never was twelve stories. I mean, I think it was eight down to six or something. And yeah, whatever it was. But it, yeah, it's, it's we 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 don't know whether any of those original. Um, what stage any of those original uh, treatments were at or whether any of them were included in this because uh, the the writers would have been different anyway. But it, this is not what I expected. So let me let me 
put that out there first. I've been trying to figure out what it is because I think what I expected, and I was very much looking forward to getting a new format. And I'm very happy to have had a new format because when we, I think it was in the context of what we wanted from a new showrunner, but hey, we get it from the existing showrunner, that's fine. Um, we're talking about the fact that Doctor Who could do with a shake-up and do you know doing something different it wasn't just the kind of ep- episode monster of the week with some kind of arc running through in the background that is even less even even less kind of well integrated than than the x-files were which you alluded mm-hmm. to so good okay i'm happy with the new format but i'm i'm also kind of left a bit dissatisfied by some elements of this story that are connected with the fact that there is something else going on here. I think, I think to some degree, you could argue that there are within this, there are kind of self-contained stories within episodes. So I think we, when we did our little compressed reactions, we talked about that in episode two with the Sontarans, uh, war, war of the Sontarans and uh, mm. uh, episode four, um, village of the angels that the you know to to a greater degree those episodes had their own standalone story if someone tuned in just for that episode and actually i literally made my dad watch one of those episodes without having seen any of the others then it would which make, one uh war of the Santarans. oh and okay. uh you know it would make some sort of sense but at the same time the the kind of other bits of the story were being advanced and that was through an arc or a number of arcs a number of different stories that that i think i was expecting to be quite intertwined but as the story went on what emerged was the fact that some of the arcs were not originating from the flux story so it wasn't it wasn't that the flux was six episodes of different plot strands being woven together it was the flux was some new plot strands being woven together with some previously developed plot strands namely the timeless child and the tech to end backstory in the division and all this kind of thing and furthermore i'm not convinced that at the end of the flux all of these things are wrapped up because i think some of it is being held over for well i mean i'm not i i'm not actually sure how many more episodes we've got three or four i think three three So we've got another three episodes and then everything will be wrapped up. And I think some of these things are being saved up for that. So I think what we've got going on here, just to add to the confusion, is happening at three different levels. That since the the second Jodie Whittaker season, Chibnall has been setting up some longer term storylines. First, Timeless Child came out in The Ghost Monument. I had forgotten that. I wouldn't necessarily consider that to be part of the arc, but no, you're right. Yes. So he was, he was laying clues even further back than that. I mean, I did think the first series was pretty, it was pretty sort of standalone. And then the second series was very much, he was introducing this whole master teasing, giving the backstory of the timeless show. And it looked like that season was just going to be, uh, it was going to have its its own arc, a bigger arc, but it would be wrapped up by the end of the season. But what we're finding now is that um, with that and the Christmas special and then going into this, there are actually plot elements that he is playing out over what will be 
two, three or three and a bit seasons, whatever it turns out to be. So you so you've got you've got the kind of storyline that's going through seasons on one level, you've got the storyline that's going through the flux on another level, and then you've got individual episode stories on another level. And what I would say about that is, well, first of all, it's interesting. Um, second of all, it's not entirely successful, but I still think it's worth having a go at. And thirdly, it's not that novel. It's actually just the way TV is made now. It's like when Doctor Who came back in 2005, they consciously abandoned the old serialised format. Okay, fair enough. They wanted something that people could drop into, you know, they going out to the pub or coming back from the pub, they could just watch an episode without having worried about whether they had watched it last week or were going to watch it next week. And, you know, the the iPlayer box set era has, has come upon us and things aren't like that anymore. And so if you just look aside from the kind of sci-fi stuff, I mean, I pick the the best thing that's on TV now, and I think this is probably a good one because it's certainly out on both sides of the pond and probably in other countries too, um, Succession. You look at the way that is constructed and there are stories that are running through the seasons. So we're on the third season of it now. There are, there are stories that are running right across that. There are stories that run to a climax, a cliffhanger, if you like, um, at the end of seasons. And within episodes, even though it is essentially basically just a serial, there are episodes that are kind of standalone. So, you know, picking from one of the most recent ones, the episode with the shareholders meeting. It's all about the shareholders meeting. It's kind of set in one location and it has a kind of internal cohesiveness. So I don't think that this is kind of that novel. It's just we're not used to doing this in a in a kind of look. Lo, I mean, how many long running sci-fi series are there? But it's okay. I, I, here's the thing. Uh, I'll and I'm I'm trying. I really I, I really in a way didn't even want to come in here because I'm not even good to say. And I'm trying not. To, well, I don't think it's, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not into the good or bad here. I'm into the, I know, I know. I, but I, what I was going to say is, structure? what I was going to say is that, um, you know, uh, my wife was watching this with me and after we finished watching it, uh, unsolicited, she said, well, if that was the first doctor who I'd ever watched referring to the whole of the flux, I would never watch any more. Now, <clears throat> coincidentally, at, this, at roughly the same time, or just a little bit before, we watched the first series of Foundation, which is also, there are multiple strands. It is mm-hmm. modern, standard. You're sort of telling one story with a season. There are things that are left unfinished to get you to come back. Um, absolutely, yeah. she would come back to watch that next year when it comes back. Um, so it is not that style. And I, there are lots of people who are doing this. You're absolutely correct. What struck me is how poorly this was done it just does not gel to me that these pieces just don't work it it's like when we first did the 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 halloween apocalypse somebody online and i can't remember their name i i wrote the quote down i don't have the quote in front of me so i'm paraphrasing the quote quote it was like it's like chibnall is a fan of doctor who but he's like a fan fiction writer who loves it wants to do it just hasn't quite got it. And I think that could be applied to this format. He, this is absolutely sort of the, the, the modern format, but he hasn't hit it. 
he hasn't quite got it right. And you're right, it's parallel threads. Some of these threads are unresolved. I, I, I went through the characters one by one. And when I got to the end of them, almost every last one of them, with possible exception of Jericho, you know, I have the sentences like, this person has to come back because otherwise, why did we waste time with them? There, there must be more. They must be showing up again before Jody Whitaker leaves because what, why did we waste our time with this? And then, let me quote again, Hemingway valued inconsequential details but conceded that readers will inevitably seek symbolism and significance in these inconsequential details. I don't know which I'm looking at there. Is this just stuff that Chibnall has just, just wasted our time with? Or is he actually, pl- is Die coming back? I mean, what the heck was that so, all about? <laughs> I, that, I mean, I, I think that's really interesting because I think, I think we're both saying that the format itself should work um, or could work. You know, there's nothing, there's nothing inherently wrong with the format and that the way it was executed wasn't quite right. Or maybe you're saying something stronger, but I'm definitely saying it wasn't quite right to me. There were, particularly for me, problems in the first and last episodes. And I, I, you know, episodes two, three, four and five. Well, I mean, actually, to be honest, the whole thing, I enjoyed it. But episodes two, three, four and five was much more just I, I sat back and enjoyed it without worrying too much. Whereas I think that... The issues that I had at either end were the first episode. I mean, apart from the fact it was very strangely edited, which I went back and watched it again, and I, I still don't understand what was going on there. But also, it was, and and the the funny thing is, these episodes have been have varied in length by over ten minutes, and it was the shortest episode I think, and it rushed through introducing these characters. So you've got a you've got a character on on the you didn't know whether they were going to be significant. There wasn't a signal to you as the viewer to say whether they were going to be significant. Now Hemingway might approve of this, but some of them just got killed before the end of the episode, and some of them turned out to have really pivotal roles in the overall plot. And then some of them, like Die, kind of didn't. Well, then then I think at the other end of of the story. The problem that I had was there wasn't a strong enough signal to me as as a viewer saying is this is a this is a mystery this is a question mark that is something that the 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 show has has been exploring and the mystery is there deliberately perhaps it's going to be revisited or this you know this is the end granted with the exception of Jericho this is the end of that that story that person's arc i cannot um, it, tell I it's all it's all wrapped up and and in some cases like you get you get this kind of pseudo thing of that well it sort of seems to be wrapped up but it just feels unsatisfying and i don't really understand why um it was was that just i mean die die is a great example i i that could have been the whole story with die right i mean if you put that in rtd's hands that you were late thing. I get what I get what was going on there. And, you know, RTD would have milked every drop out of that. I mean, in some cases you think he goes, you know, he, Way he over, overdoes but, yeah. it, becomes sentimental. Um, but 
on the other hand, that just got thrown away in this. And I don't know why. But so did, so did, all right, she was captured. Okay. I mean, lots of people were apparently captured, but, but she was captured and she was put in the passenger form and bazillions of people were captured and put in the passenger form, but she was the only one they didn't do anything with. They left her yes. behind and nothing. There's never any indication why. There's never any indication what made her special about that. What it, it just well, there it is, just but it goes. Sense. What, what was it to them? I'm insignificant. But I mean, as in Vindus specifically asks the question that you're asking as a viewer. So, you know, this is not being ignored. And she says to them, I'm insignificant, but I'm not insignificant. Yeah. But... And I don't understand what that means. Yeah, they're so, all insignificant to them. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, the, the, it doesn't... Please it doesn't don't be answer, another doctor. It, See, doesn't now... answer the, <laughs> it doesn't answer the question that's being asked. But you wouldn't ask the question unless you wanted people to ask the question. I, I, I don't... The funny thing about it... So I, I, th I think we're on the same page with this. Is There's like... There is, a, there is a, an arc there that could have been a story in itself. It's like she, she, she agrees to meet this guy she fancies... And then she gets kidnapped. And As does he. Put, put it. Well, no, hang on. This is her story. She yeah, gets kidnapped and put in passenger. And that has an effect on her. But we don't see what it is. I mean, literally, that is not portrayed. All we get is her running around and becoming experts. Being so, so later on, she has this kind of reaction. You were late as if this terrible thing has happened to me and it is your fault, which is understandable if you're traumatized and yeah, you, you're looking for meaning in, or you're looking for someone to blame. That would be understandable, except is she traumatized? Because maybe the effect it had on her was to emphasize her own resourcefulness. And she seems to be running around actually quite in command, quite in control. So I, I kind of felt like that whole, and this isn't the only strand, but, you know, it's it's a great example of it. It was not given the space to breathe. You couldn't, you couldn't even really understand what was going on with that story because the pace of it was so rapid that what she was, what the journey she was going on and what she was feeling along the way, it could have been anything. If we're going to try to put consequence to it, if it has consequence, it's not die. The, the person Vinder rescued is not Dai, or is Dai possessed? Uh, and the reason Dai doesn't want to be around Dan is because Dan is the person who would know, maybe, would spot it. I mean, Vinder isn't. He's never met her before. This is just, hi, I'm Dai. And so, I mean, this this could be part of the, the forces of evil mastering and their master or whatever, uh, which, wow, don't lay that on a little thick about who's going to be there at the end. If that were the case, just, I mean, I, I'm not sure I buy this at all. I think I, I'm much more inclined to take it at face value. But if that were the case, why would she not be trying to, you know, she's trying to get close to the doctor. Why would she not be trying to get close to Dan? She, whatever she is, the forces of darkness. Well, I'm not saying it's a well thought out plan. <laughs> it's like I haven't I've seen anything here no, that was a well thought I, I, out yeah. plan. I, I, I can't I, name I a single well thought out plan in this story the flux isn't a good plan the Santarans plan isn't a good plan the, the angels plan isn't a good plan either Santaran plan isn't a good plan i mean 
<laughs> just aren't any good plans in this. Obviously, as yours and, and Swarm's plan wasn't a good plan. Um, it's, uh, it, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I, again, it comes down to, is it an inconsequential detail? Is it, as I put before, are we trying to, are we trying to work poor plotting into a work of brilliance? Because I think we want to don't we? I mean, I want Doctor Who to be brilliant. I want it to be clever. I want it to be good. And so it, it's it's pretty easy to look at it and go, well, it's it's got to be more than that. <laughs> it hasn't been so far under Chibnall, though. And and I don't uh... I'm, I'm not, I, I don't really think that's what I'm doing. I don't think I'm looking for patterns to enjoy it more. I think I'm trying to I'm trying to understand why I was left dissatisfied by these aspects of it in in what overall I did think was a very enjoyable series it was it was neither fish nor fowl in a sense if there were a clever plot it needs to be for for it to be satisfying it needs to be clearer at this point that there is still something unresolved and if there wasn't yeah. a clever plot, and that was the whole story, it needs to be clear at this point that it has been resolved. And if I had that clarity, if those notes had been hit more strongly in the final episode, I think I would feel more satisfied by it. That that's all. I, and I, you know, I can't walk away from this going. How is how is Bell's child not an important plot point here? How how is that? just an incidental why thing be, why was that ever going to be an important plot point why was it ever because they put it in what what but what, that, what but is that... the point of making your character pregnant when they did nothing with it other than have a baby monitor which could have been any kind of little ai device there was absolutely no significance of the fact that she was pregnant in this story except that she mentioned it i didn't think what you didn't think it was significant I'm just, no. I'm, I'm interested because to to me, I was like, I was looking at all that speculation about why she was having a baby. And I was like, I mean, I think it's uh, possibly something you have to lay at Moffat's door. I love what he did on the show. But some of that timey-wimey stuff was so clever that people now assume that any dramatic element within a storyline must have some 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 kind of incredibly convoluted temporal dimension to it but they said that to the doctor in this in this series they said that it's it's all coming around to the beginning it's time is cyclical it does it again they they said that in one of the episodes and the the implication is is that this is the beginning of the start of what happened before almost it, it is and so i mean chipel is signaling that it's timey-wimey and and it doesn't matter i don't the, the Bell's child doesn't have to be the doctor. The Bell's child doesn't have to be Yaz. Bell's child doesn't have to be any anything like that. But the but coming back to that Chekhov's gun, they did nothing with the fact that she was pregnant at all. She wasn't incapacitated because she was pregnant. She wasn't slowed (laughs) down like she really would be if she were pregnant. Uh, It really wasn't that. It wasn't like Vinder knew she was pregnant, and so he was working extra hard to get to her. There, there was, there was nothing other no, no. than the fact that she had a baby monitor, and it just doesn't make. No, you, I think you, any you, sense. You've, hit, 
you've hit the put you've hit the point that is its dramatic significance but you've just got the wrong person Vinda doesn't know she's pregnant Belle knows she's pregnant and that's its dramatic significance within the storyline to me it definitely adds a great deal to the story and I I never really thought oh this but this baby must be someone who we know or there must be you know there must be a, a story in who this baby is going to grow up to be I mean maybe there'll be a sequel in 50 years time and we'll find out but yeah, it didn't time really travel. We don't have to do that. <clears throat> we don't have. We don't need to wait fifty years. It's time travel. It's a show about time travel. It yeah, could but, be what, tomorrow. but oh, my parents. What, no, no, no. It's a show. It's a show about time travel. You could have told it now. Of course, you're absolutely right. But why would you care about it now? I mean, the point. The, the point I'm making is that there are there. Are, you know, big finish or the people writing the novels or whatever they like to look at shows that were 30 years ago and fill in these kind of little gaps that are if you like Hemingway's insignificant details and add some significance to them and kind of expands them in some way and yes I that's what I'm supposing that people might do that for this but it but it doesn't it doesn't need that it's not like Mm. well I'll tell you what I'll tell you what Chibnall is not he isn't a patch on Hemingway um he's in a patch on hemming on worn out butt of hemingway's jeans it's just if this is his i like insignificant nonsense he's not good at it and i'll i'll plant my flag there um you know that story was i'm not (laughs) i'm not but he was a better writer Uh, i i uh you know the whole bell and vinder story was just filler it was just filler. The the whole episode where Yaz and Jericho and Dan travel around the world, filler. It had it had no ultimate meaning towards towards the story of the flux. It was a detour out and about to 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 do whatever it was that they did. And what they did was they got us to like Jericho more than Yaz and Dan, and they killed him. And I, I just point out they spent three or more years with that man. And didn't shed a tear. They sp- Dan spent more time with Jericho than he has the doctor. <laughs> right? He spent a couple hours with the doctor and spent three or four years chasing her. And it, it just it just misses the the notes of uh, you know. Yes, has spent as much time with Jericho as she has with the doctor, and it just all feels. It just all feels so haphazard and well, true. Just and and I said, and I and listeners didn't hear it because I'm pretty sure I said it after the the podcast. This whole that I said it to you, Simon. Uh, I hope you'll confirm this so that they know I'm consistent in my opinion. That I'm um, what it is. Well, that this whole series will live and die to me by this final episode. Oh yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. it could be brilliant. You did say that, and they could save it. Or it could be awful, and it will tank it. And I'm in the latter camp. I, I well, it's like you when you been, come you to the end of this utterly dissatisfying ending at every level. Oh, oh, the swarm is your. Oh, they're gone. Yeah, all right, fine, whatever. Ah, I'm the villain. I don't care. Whatever. See you later, Doc. Ah, Kate Stewart. Would she have five lines in this episode after all the? All the unit buildup last time, all the unit buildup lined up with them firing missiles at Earth. Was there any evidence that missiles were fired at Earth? No, it was just just gone, just 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 gone. And <laughs> like I'm the leader of the resistance of Earth, 
the Sumtarans have only been invading for a week. A week. That's the problem with starting this on Halloween 2021 and ending it on December 5th, 2021. <laughs> right? There's there's that issue too for the people there in the in the the world. It's just it doesn't gel. Nothing about it gels. And okay, the Sumtarans have been rubbish, but have they ever been so rubbish as to be taken out by a Centauran who's got a chocolate addiction? Did you find that? I think it was supposed to be comedy. Did you find it funny? Um, no, I, I have, I have, do find the Centaurans funny. I can, I can find the Centaurans funny. I didn't think that was particularly entertaining. And again, Kate Stewart's intelligence people worked that out in a week. No, that, the doctor worked it out. No, Kate Stewart's people worked it out because she no. said, she said, we have noticed, we have a possible opportunity in that we've noticed uh, raids on corner stores. And then the doctor says, yeah. you know, oh, yes, predilection to this and that. The other thing is like Kate Stewart's people figured out there was something going on there and there was a weakness that, that could well, be no, exploited. She, no, no, no. All she said was that they'd been raiding corner stores. I thought she preface that with something the, about we've identified a possible in or something when they said we have to try to get people into the the psychic uh, the psychic ops thing admit it you've watched it twice i have not so I'll, I'll i'll take your word for it but that's what i took out of it i took that the doctor was catching up with kate stewart very very quickly when she brought that intelligence information to the fore but i i won't swear to that also, I thought the reunion between the Doctor and Kate was very touching, wasn't it? Did they say hi to each other? She said she liked this regeneration and made a comment. That was at clearly the, that was at the end. Going, it clearly indicates there's going to be another unit story in the next three episodes, which I, I think, think that's fair. I, that, I, had to, think... that had to be the case because there needs to be an exploration of the Corporal Lethbridge-Stewart comment in episode five. Or oh, unless it's just a continuity glitch that they thought nobody no, would care about. It won't be. Yeah. I do. <laughs> well. I mean, they went, we'll, they went so we'll far put, as we'll to put, We'll out. put that one down as, we'll put that one down on the list of your your predictions to note. And they come they, back they to went that. so far, they went so far as to point out the effect, the, the incident with Wotan. And yet, so, I mean, they were trying to fit within the, because the, they didn't mention anything about the, the Cybermen. Or cyber invasion. Um, yeah, it's okay. Let, let's. Uh, the rank, let me put my the other... rank is the the rank is the issue. The, yeah, the... the rank is well. The rank is a big issue, and the, and the fact that Colonel Lethbridge Stewart was military when the was Colonel when the Web of Fear occurred, and it was subsequently the effects of Web of Fear that led to the establishment of Unit. So. Ah, <laughs> it's like that, and the, he was a colonel already. So this is very. But he wouldn't you know, have yeah, been a corporal. Okay. He's too young, right? So it's it it's it doesn't. There's no way it stacks up. There's no way it's a it's a mistake. There's got to be some timey wimeyness <laughs> at play. <laughs> there's no way it's a mistake. Uh huh. Okay, we'll see. I think mistake. You don't. I think. I think they just playing fast and loose. I I, I do. I do. You think it's like a typo? I think it's like a brain fart. <laughs> That's what I think it well, is. We'll but... see. We'll see. 
We'll put it put it down on that list of predictions along with Dan and Yaz aren't going to make it beyond the end of this episode. Okay, well, that's because they didn't announce, they, they, they specifically excluded them from the credits when they announced the Christmas special. Yeah, almost, almost as the, if there was current, currently a series on the telly that they didn't want to spoil by, by preempting it with announcements about what was coming next. Well, well, I don't know. I don't know about that, but I, I think that's... what was a mistake and won't be resolved was the fact that the TARDIS was left with unit because that, yes. to, that to me is very much part of the story of the flux. We have got the TARDIS back at the end. So uh-huh. that should have been addressed within this story. And I think that's just been ignored. How, how is it that the, the doctor spent all of those years at unit there was another TARDIS in the building and he never came across it no one ever mentioned it to him if it was a conspiracy you know everyone was perfectly um you know kept it from him the sharpest man in the building I don't think no way that those people were worried about the web of time oh this is a doctor's TARDIS from the future we can't show it to him there's no way that's what it was it's just but even if they were how good would they have to be not to kind of go Oh, which TARDIS the other? Oh, sorry, Doctor, I didn't realize you were listening. Okay, so there is one thing I want to get, uh, I do want to bring up while I'm thinking of it. It's a little bit, it's not quite on that topic, but I, I agree that fits with the whole thing where I think a unit's just, they just got it wrong. But towards the end of this episode, uh, Swarm says, you know, for our amusement, we can let the flux destroy the universe and, and we can put it all back and let it destroy it again put it all back and we will have fun doing that. That's, that's the fun of, you know, their, their existence, which gives us the complete out of restoring the entirety of the universe, which I might add, we ended this series with most of the universe being destroyed, completely wiped out of existence, including the Daleks, the Cybermen and the Suntarans all gone at the end of this episode planets destroyed populations displaced traveling all over the place earth relatively unscathed uh but you know we we've walked out of this with a universe that's probably only got a hundred galaxies left in it instead of a hundred million galaxies or a hundred billion galaxies or whatever the current reckoning is for the number of galaxies in our known observable universe and you know next week the daleks are back and and two three weeks the daleks are back like that's got to be resolved and the MacGuffin is still there that that time still exists and apparently he has the power to just set it all back so reset switch anyone come on it is really well I, i'm sorry i'm not i'm not clear what you're you're looking for there did when we talked about it before i think i think you actually were in favor of there being a reset so are I you think there will be are you disappointed that there hasn't been I think that there has to be one at this point. I'm not keen on it. I'm just saying that just pretty much has to be. I don't think they can leave 99% of the universe dead. Killed in the name of the doctor, I might add. But um, for some utterly unknown reason, I don't think they can leave that. I, 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 you know, and... But when you say they can't, you don't want them to, or you do want them to, but you're... uh, don't think they will or yes i don't think they will i don't think they can i don't think they can walk away from this and leave most of the universe dead just like they really couldn't do that in you know the the the, the avengers movies which i have not watched but 
where they, they killed, I don't know, half the universe's population. They had to restore that. It, it dramatically, they just, the, the hero has to solve that problem. The hero has to be able to fix this. The doctor has got to do something to undo that complete and absolute epic loss of life. And since they're all dead and their plants are all destroyed, you know, this is, this is, I just, I'm, <laughs> I just can't believe they're going to leave that alone. And I, and they have set up a but, bunch but of I things. Don't know where they, I don't know whether you're, Am I in right. favor of it? But are, are you are you happy with that? Are you happy with that? You're, that's what's going to happen. So if it does, is is that what you want to see? No, I, I, I want to see them not write a stupid story that leads them to having to do that. That's what I want to see. But I ain't going to get that. Oh, so the que- <laughs> that's I, I, the right. problem. The, que- the, the the question is not whether they whether there is a reset or not. You're not actually bothered about whether there's a reset or not. No, I'm, I'm sure there is going to be a reset of some kind. There, I'm but are you in favor? I, 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 if we're here, this is where we are. How is it resolved to your greatest satisfaction? Is it you have a reset or you don't have a reset? Actually, in a way, it's uh, I have a reset. And that is that Chibnall's not hired in the first place. That would be the best reset switch. We don't get that in real life. We only get those in fiction, and that's the problem with some fiction. Do I reset at this point? At no, I'm saying is at this point they've written themselves into a reset. It's already done, (laughs) right? This is you're 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 asking me. Do I want to reset? No, it's done. Yes, it is. It's done and filmed. It's done. It's done. I don't don't have because because I watched it twice, and I'm pretty sure that we're still in a situation. They've already filmed and finished the other three episodes too. Even though we haven't, we haven't seen se- them, we haven't seen them, so we don't know what's in them. I, You're saying you do, you do know that has happened within. No, those I, I say from a dramatic standpoint, that's what they will have to do. It's what right. I, it's what they will have to do, and it's only because of what they set up. They cannot possibly leave ninety percent of the known universe destroyed. First off, it limits all the places yeah. the Doctor can go, but it, it also leaves the Doctor as as being. All right, you know I somehow this question. Yeah, you, I, do I want resets? Never do I want resets. Are they right, sometimes so you would necessary? To, you yes. would prefer them to stick with it. They've they've done they've done it. You want them to see it through. They've all yes, they've already committed to having a reset. They might as well fit. They I need to finish it. That's right. They've no, no, already no, no. done no, the no, no. unconscionable thing, and now they have to fix it. Right. The so, doctor okay. has. So you do you do want them. right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The doctor okay. has never failed on a scale this epically before and you don't want her to correct the doctor right okay okay well that, that's that's though. what i'm kind of wondering that's what i'm kind of wondering how because it's it's kind of a question about how dark the show can go i think in a sense because you could could i mean the 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 world of the familiar part of the world in doctor who earth and and the earth's government and all the rest of it is very different from the one that we are familiar with and there are changes that have been made to it that the show has kind of committed to over time certainly you know in the 21st century side of things but i'm not i'm not clear whether this is one of them i suspect it's not for the not for the same reasons you're thinking of but just because i think there's a kind of etiquette amongst showrunners that they wouldn't make such a big change at the end of their run uh, they might make a big change at the beginning of their run because it gives them a playground and then hand over, hand over at the end for the next show run to decide whether to keep it or get rid of it. But what Chibnall would be doing here would be wiping out the universe and then handing over the show straight away. 
And that's probably not really fair. Yeah, and I, I, I'm not just saying it from a story purpose. I'm talking about from a production standpoint. Again, as you say, it's exactly the same thing. You don't end the universe and walk away. It, it's said, here you go, here you go. I've destroyed everything. I mean, it's not like he hasn't already done that in a way in reverse with taking Gallifrey back out again. <laughs> but yeah, it just I, I can't see this from a production standpoint. I can't see this from a story standpoint. I can't see any out other than to solve it. And if you want to say, yeah, sure, fine, we can go to a dark place. Okay, maybe Doctor Who has decided to go to a dark place. Maybe wiping out 99% of the universe is exactly what Chibnall wanted to do. Where was the emotional impact of that? There was zero I in this story. There was, was... there was no realization except for that one bit where Bell meets a bunch of refugees. Apart from that, this was... Yeah, apart. Apart from that one little scene, apart which from the sanitation that... and the viaduct, and the, yeah, I get it. Um, I, 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 I wouldn't agree with that, but I, I think that it's different. So, what RTD did was he he wiped out all of the Time Lords and all of the rest of it because that gave him scope to tell the stories that he wanted to be able to tell. Whereas Chibnall has got three episodes left, so. If this is just for him to have scope for those three episodes, it doesn't need to be a, a permanent thing. Well, I think we might have more to cover than just uh, our normal hour. So uh, I think maybe we'll cut it here and we'll come back for part two. Simon, thank you for <laughs> joining me here. It's a pleasure. And I, I hope we manage it in two parts and not six. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's, a, there's an idea. Listeners, uh, we'll be coming out with part two uh, within the same week. So I uh, hope you'll join us all again then on Fusion Patrol. We hope you've enjoyed listening to Fusion Patrol, a listener-supported podcast. There are over 500 previous episodes available at FusionPatrol.com. Come join the conversation on Twitter, our website, or Facebook. Find out how you can become a supporter at patreon.com slash fusion patrol. Supporters get early access to all regular episodes, bonus episodes, and more. There's even an optional podcast series where we're looking at the classic TV series Babylon 5. Our music is Fight the Future by Amber Wolf. This has been a Lone Locust production.